0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Westbridge Church Podcast. To learn more about Westbridge Church, including our service times, visit us online at westbridgedanville.com. This week's message comes from Wes Johnson, and we hope it encourages you to take your next step in your faith journey.
1: Today is a special day. If you're newer to our church, um, every September we start a new ministry year, and we jump into a new theme for the year. And Pastor John's going to talk about that next week. But before we do that, every year we set aside the first Sunday of September as our day of prayer. <clears throat> and really, what we want to do on this day is we want to unite our hearts in prayer to seek the Lord for His wisdom, for His provision, uh, and for His will. And so that's what we're going to be doing uh, this morning together. Uh, To give us some structure for our prayer time today, we're going to be praying through our five core habits and heart attitudes. And just as a reminder of of what those are, sorry, they are worship, reach, connect, grow, and serve. And we're going to be praying through each of those this morning. I'll be sharing a key text that goes with each one. We'll be doing a moment of silent prayer, and then someone will come up and lead us in prayer uh, regarding each of these topics. And then we'll respond in song. Uh, in each one as well. Now, just as a reminder for us, as we come before the Lord in prayer this morning. Prayer is often one of those things that we can tend to, to neglect, right? It's something we tend to forget about. Sometimes we uh, are tempted to treat it as a chore, and we forget that this is such a gift from God that we have been given, to be able to commune with, this, w- with God in this way through prayer, um, to be able to cast our cares and anxieties upon him, uh, and, and then trust him to act in accordance with his will. And with His purpose, so that's what we're what we're going to be doing this morning, and we're glad that you're here to join us in that. We're going to jump right in with our first habit and heart attitude. It'll be on the screen behind me, uh, along with the the key scripture that goes with it. But the first one is worship, and our key text comes from Matthew chapter twenty-two. To give us a little bit of context here. Uh, In Matthew chapter 22, Jesus has been approached by the religious leaders, again, to be asked one of those entrapment questions. They're trying to trap Jesus in his words. And before we read what Jesus says here, we first are amazed that Jesus even answers this in the way that he does. The previous two times that Jesus has been approached by the religious leaders, he has not answered their questions directly. He has answered their question with a question as Jesus often did. But there's something different about this question that this expert in the law asks Jesus. There's something different about it that makes it worthy of a direct response from Jesus. The teacher of the law comes to Jesus and says, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. As we think about what it means to live, um, to live a life of worship, and to live with a heart of worship, at the center of that is this command from Christ Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, which is a description of our entire being is to, be, is to be active in loving the Lord. If you remember what Romans 12 says, it says, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies, offer yourselves as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to the Lord. This is your true and proper worship. If you want to know what a heart of worship looks like, it's this. It's right here. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. But Jesus doesn't stop there. Jesus ties a second command to it, He says the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And he ties these two together. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. See, a a love for God necessitates a love for others. And so what we're gonna be praying for here in just a moment is that God would stoke our love for him. That God would give us a desire to, to behold him as he is according to his word in order that we might worship him as we should. And so what we're going to do now is we're going to take a moment of silent prayer together to unite our hearts in prayer, and then someone's going to come and lead us in prayer, and we'll respond in song. Well, let's go to the Lord together uh, and ask him uh, to grow our love for him. Let's pray.
2: We shout with joy to you, O Lord. We worship you with gladness. We come before you, Father, singing with joy. We acknowledge that you are God. You are our creator. You made us, and we are yours. Creator God, you are good. Your unfailing love continues forever. Your faithfulness continues to each generation. You are eternal. We worship you with thanksgiving and give all praise to you. You have blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before you made the world, you loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in your eyes. Father, you decided in advance to adopt us into your own family by bringing us to you through Jesus Christ. You wanted to do this, Sovereign God, and it gave you great pleasure. We praise you for the glorious grace and kindness you have poured out on us by purchasing our freedom with the blood of your Son and forgiving our sins. Only you, Omnipotent, Almighty God, is worthy to receive all glory and honor and praise. You hold in your hands the depths of the earth, the mightiest mountains. Let us continue to worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. You are our God, and we are your people. May you be blessed and pleased as we strive to worship you with all our heart and soul and mind and to love others as ourselves. We say amen and amen.
3: Wrote the laws of space and time, and fashion worlds through his design. The one whom angel hosts revere hung the stars like shin. spotless lamb, buried by the sons of man, but rescued by the Father's hand, to reign as king forever, reign as king forever. Time justice rolls and praises rise at the name of Jesus Christ, King of kings forever, King of kings forever, King of kings forevermore. You are King of kings forever, King of kings forever, King evermore.
1: Amen. The second of our uh, five habits and heart attitudes is that of reach. And uh, our key text for that comes from Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. And this is a section of scripture that has been rightly called the uh, the Great Commission. So, If you remember, Jesus instructed his disciples after his resurrection to meet him on top of this mountain in Galilee. And so that's where we find um, this taking place. We know what happens next in the story, right? Jesus is getting ready to ascend, to return to the Father, but before he does, he gives this charge, he gives this commission to his disciples. says this, "'Then Jesus came to them and said, "'All authority in heaven and on earth "'has been given to me. "'Therefore go and make disciples of all nations.'" Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now, in the middle of this great commission is one very clear directive. Two words make disciples. How? Jesus spells it out for us. First of all, go. Go and make disciples. Of who? Of all nations. Rather than telling his followers to sit and wait for people to come to them, Jesus says, go and make disciples of all nations. How else do we make disciples? Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Jesus instructs his disciples to call those who believe to publicly identify with Christ through baptism. Something so special that we got to celebrate just a few moments ago. And then thirdly, how do we make disciples? Jesus says by teaching them to obey the commands of Christ. Our, our prayer today is that this would be taking place not only here within our church and our community, but around the world. But, but what is our motivation and, and what is our strength to, uh, to be able to accomplish this? If you'll notice, this command of Christ is bookended. It's bookended with the power and the promise uh, of Jesus. Look at what it says. What's the first thing Jesus says? What's our foundation for going and making disciples? It's his first statement. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go. And what is going to see us through to the end, to to where this is accomplished? It is the promise of Christ's presence. He bookends the other side of the command with, and surely I am with you always, even to the end of the age. What confidence we have in this pursuit because we know that Christ has not only given us the power, but he himself will see us through to the end. And so what we're praying for together this morning is we're praying that God would give us a burden for the lost and to see them changed by the power of the gospel. We're praying that God would raise up leaders, disciple makers, missionaries from within our church who will answer the call to go, We're praying that God would put a passion in our own hearts to make disciples within our homes, within our workplaces, within our our communities, and here within our church. All to the glory and praise of God. And we have confidence knowing that Christ not only empowers us to do this, but he is the one who is with us, and we'll see it through. So let's go ahead, we're going to spend another moment in silent prayer Uh, And we're going to petition God of this together. Let's pray.
0: Let's pray. Father God, by your grace and mercy, I am a follower of Jesus, your Son. At some point in my life, someone reached out to me. Someone was living their life representing Jesus' wall. Someone had compassion for the lost and was willing to give of themselves. They were prepared to share the reason for the hope I saw in them. They spoke up when you gave them an opportunity. Father, they were living their life for you. And with the power of the Holy Spirit, they were your witness to me. And now, as we have been commanded to do, help us to go out and tell everyone we meet about this great hope and the love of Jesus. Help us to live in such a way people see the hope that we have. Help us to be prepared to share Jesus with others. And God, please help us to speak up when you give us the opportunity. Help us speak the truth in love, knowing that we were once far from you. Help us, Father, to become a church family with a passion to reach others with the good news of Jesus. Give us, God, the willingness to get out of our own comfort zones and to reach people from all walks of life with the message of hope found only in you. Thank you, God, that as we do this, day after day after day, you are with us. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: just cornerstone sure foundation you are faithful to the God be a holy flame that burns let the saving love of Christ be the measure of our lives we believe you're all to us only son of God sent from heaven hope and mercy at the cross you are everything you're the promise Jesus you are all to us oh let the glory of your name be the passion of the church let the righteousness of God be a holy flame that burns let the
1: and heart attitude uh, is connect. And uh, at, at the heart of this one is the calling of believers to selflessly and sacrificially love uh, one another. Our key text for this comes from John chapter 13. This is an interaction between Jesus and his disciples uh, right before Jesus begins that journey to the cross. And this is what he tells them in, in verse 34. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Now, you might read this and think, this, this doesn't seem like a new command, right? I feel like we've been commanded to do this um, before. So why does Jesus call it a new command? Well, in one sense, it is a new command because Jesus is setting forth uh, for his followers a higher standard of love. And, and that higher standard of love is spelled out in the phrase, as I have loved you. So if you think about it, if we are in Christ and we recognize the depth of our own sin and the amazing sacrifice of Jesus that bore the penalty of that sin on the cross, then the more we understand the degree to which we are to forgive and love one another. And what's more than that, Jesus says that the world will know that you belong to me by how you love one another. And so, our, our prayer is that within our church, we, we would be quick to forgive one another. It would be quick to let go of things like bitterness and envy and malice. That we would be a, a beacon to the watching world that this is what the love of Jesus looks like, and there is nothing like it. And so we're gonna spend a moment in prayer praying for this, that God would fill us with love for one another, that we might display to one another the same grace, the same mercy, the same forgiveness, the same love that Jesus has displayed towards us. So let's take a moment in silent prayer and pray for this together.
4: Father God, we thank you for this time that we have to be together. We thank you, Lord, that uh, through your word that we've seen how much you love us. We thank you, Lord, that you showed your love for us in the way that you humbled yourself and became flesh, that you became human, uh, that you were able to come down in a way that allows us to relate to you that otherwise we, we couldn't. We thank you that you showed us love by the way that you washed the disciples' feet, the way that you're constantly finding ways to show your love for others the way that you care for us. We thank you, Lord, that you showed us love, especially in the way that you forgave us for our sins and how you died on the cross for us. Uh, Lord, you, you sacrificed so much for us. and we were just so, so thankful for that. And we know, Lord, that you command us then to love one another as you loved us. So, Lord, we pray that you would help us to have this same kind of sacrificial love for one another. Help us to be willing to humble ourselves before each other to go out of our way to show your love and your forgiveness to each other. Help us Lord to love as you loved. And Lord we pray that as we do this, as we show each other grace, as we show each other forgiveness, as we go out of our way to help people who are in need, people, fellow believers who, who just desperately need you or are hurting. Help us Lord that as we love one another as you loved us that others in the world will see this love and that they will recognize that we are disciples of Jesus Christ pray, Lord, that as we're loving each other sacrificially as you loved us, that others will see you and they will recognize something different and that they will desire to have this same kind of love. Allow others to see you and our love for one another. So, Lord, as we go about our days, allow us to be able to love each other as you loved us so that others will see you and they will recognize you in us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
3: Just be known close
1: Our fourth habit and heart attitude is grow. Now, if if you look at the whole of Scripture, um, time and time again, there are allusions to word pictures for um, the reality that our walk with Christ is is a walk of um, of increasing growth. If, if you think about the Old Testament, uh, how many times the righteous ones are compared to different plants and, and trees and things. The Psalms compare the righteous person to being a, a tree planted by streams of water. The Psalms also say that the righteous one is like a, like a palm tree, uh, bearing fruit even in old age. If you think about what, uh, what the New Testament says, um, there are all kinds of word pictures for moving from spiritual infancy to spiritual maturity moving from spiritual milk to spiritual meat. Our walk with Christ is, is a walk of perpetual growth. And so that, that's what we're going to be praying for uh, here in just a moment. But our key text for this is Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. It says this, And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Here, Paul lays out uh, three things, a request, a reason, and a result. So his request is pretty clear. This is my prayer for you, that your love may abound more and more. If you read uh, Paul's other letters, he starts a lot of them um, by telling the people that he has been praying for them that they would grow, that they would grow in their knowledge of God, that they would grow in their love for one another. And this is what uh, he, he writes in this verse. I pray that your love may abound more and more, that picture of growth, in what? In knowledge and in depth of insight. And the reason, so that you may be able to discern what is best. This is similar language to Romans 12, right? That we need a renewing of our minds so that we can test and approve what God's will is. He says, that, I pray that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. This picture of sanctification, that as we walk with Christ, more and more we're able to, to be obedient fully to him until the day that Christ comes again, presented mature in Christ when he comes. And then what's the result? Filled with the fruit of righteousness. There's that that picture again of of a plant that we would grow to the point of bearing fruit, the fruit of righteousness that comes through Christ. Why? For the glory and praise of God. So what we're praying for in in regards to grow this morning is that, that God would give us a hunger Uh, to grow, that he would give us a hunger for his word as a primary way in which he has revealed himself, that he would give us an eagerness to know him, a desire to know him more and more as we walk with him. So let's take a moment and pray for that together as a church. Let's pray for one another that this might be the reality, not only within our church, but within our hearts as well. Let's pray.
5: Our Heavenly Father, we acknowledge that you are the giver of every good gift. And so we worship you and praise you for blessing us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And we ask today that you would awaken and energize our sluggish hearts and minds to discover and embrace all that you have given to us. Enable us to grow in knowledge, wisdom, insight, faith, courage, and love, that we may walk worthy of our calling. Strengthen us that we might grow to become the followers of Christ you wish us to be. And help us to follow your example as dearly loved children to walk in love, just as Jesus has loved us in given himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to you. May our thoughts and our words and actions bring bring praise to you through Jesus Christ our Lord and when he comes and even now may he find us pure and blameless to your glory. Amen.
1: sing a song now that might be newer to you, but um, it's written out of Psalm 119, uh, and and it just expresses a desire uh, for God's word.
3: I I've come right your home.
1: Um, habit and heart attitude is serve. And uh, our our key text for this comes from John's account of Jesus washing his disciples' feet. It says this in John chapter 13, verses 14 through 17. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. At the center of this desire to serve is a heart of humility. And this is what we see in Christ's example as the Lord of glory, the King of glory, takes the place of the lowest servant in washing his Disciples' feet. And Jesus says, You should do as I have done. Now, notice, Jesus doesn't say, You should do what I have done. He's not instructing his disciples to go around um, literally washing people's feet. Instead, what Jesus is demonstrating, this would have been a powerful picture for um, for his disciples, is the example of humble, loving service. And this is the example he has set for us, and he has called us to walk. In his example, to walk in humility. A humility that Philippians tells us we should emulate. Philippians tells us we should emulate the humility of Christ. A humility that values others above ourselves. A humility um, that uh, does nothing for um, out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. A humility that looks to the interests of others. This is how Christ has called us to live as his followers. And he says, now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. So what we're praying for here is is that God would help us to serve humbly and with joy. What we're praying for is that as God opens doors for us to, um, in essence, wash other people's feet, serve other people by lowering ourselves so that we might elevate others, that in that way, we might point them to Jesus as we follow his example. And so we're going to spend another moment in silent prayer, and we're going to ask God of this, that he would enable us to serve with humility, that he would enable us to abandon our pride, forsake our pride, and follow him as we humbly serve one another and those who need him. So let's join together in prayer once again.
6: father we thank you that as we read in ephesians you have created us in christ jesus for good works we thank you that you've created us with that purpose lord we pray that um, as we think about serving one another as we think about serving our neighbors that we would do so with the humility with which you showed us that the world would know you by our love lord as we serve one another help us to look at one another with kindness and with goodness, to feel compassion for those who are lost, to feel compassion for our brothers and sisters, and then to act on that feeling, Father, that we might serve with love to draw people closer to you. And Lord, help us to remember that apart from you, we can do nothing so that we don't serve for ourselves, but we serve humbly with your power to draw people to you. We thank you for this purpose for which you created us, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: As we sing the song, some of our elder team is going to be passing out the communion elements. This is such a, a, just a fitting transition into communion as we think about what Christ has done on our behalf on the cross. That Christ served us even to the point of death on the cross so that we might have new life so that we might be made whole. And so we're going to sing this song of response as they pass out the bread and the the juice. And, And if you want to go ahead and hold on to those, we're going to eat and drink those together here in just a minute. But we're going to sing this song of response and of surrender in light of what Christ has done for us.